0: Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash audioboom.
1: Our latest episode of Soundtracking in association with The White Company sees the return of one of our earliest guests, Over 100 episodes have passed since writer-director David McKenzie joined us to discuss Hell or High Water, which was scored by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis. Now he returns to discuss The Fabulous Outlaw King, a passion project about Robert the Bruce, which is available to watch on Netflix now as well as a score by Tony Dugan. Outlocking features plenty of traditional Celtic and ecclesiastical music, which was sourced by music supervisor Jim Sutherland. Plenty more on that very shortly, but first a word from our friends at The White Company, who are on hand to help make your Christmas shopping less stressful. Now there are some people in my family that are always very easy to buy for and some that are a little bit more tricky. So I love the idea of having somewhere I can buy gifts for everyone and the white company Is just that place. Perhaps a scarf or gloves for my dad, stylish soft furnishings for mum and lovely books and soft toys for my nieces. You might prefer gift boxes for friends or a gift card or e-card for colleagues. It's all available from The White Company. The other great news is their premium gift box service, which means none of that dreaded Christmas Eve wrapping. You'll then get to spend more quality time with friends and family. What is not to love about that? Find out more about why they are the gifting destination at thewhitecompany.com or pop into one of their stores. Now, as I mentioned, The Outlaw King features both score and traditional music throughout, and in the case of this cue, well, a combination of the two. <laughs> David, welcome back to Soundtracking. We've done like a 100 episodes since you were last <laughs> on, which is. But it was really lovely listening back to your episode because. I mean, we kind of ran through all your previous films, and one of the lovely things that are, that you said in that was that you really try to do things differently musically with each film that you work on. And we'll we'll get into the music in a, in a minute. But congratulations on Outlaw King. It's Thank stunning, you. absolutely stunning. There's so much of it as well. It's kind of um, that I'd really like to talk about. And I know that correct me if I'm wrong, but this was. In your head, and a project you wanted to work on before *Hell or High Water* as well.
2: It's been around for about six years, and and I just I mean wanted to tell that story. of Robert, who who is sort of a great Scottish folk hero in, mm-hmm. in all sorts of ways, and and you kind of grow up with with a sort of mythological version of him, and and just feeling like the the time to tell the, the truthful story of him, and and, and to go for something that, that that is demythologizing in some way, and 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 to try and dig a bit deeper into in, in the realities of medieval life and and his story. Uh, just felt like. Something that needed to be done yeah. whenever possible. And, and after Hella High Water, where, where we'd had some success there, the opportunity came to, to get the budget to, to, to do you know, a film of that scale. Yeah. It needed to be done on a scale. Uh, and, and so that's how we found ourselves doing the yeah. film. Yeah,
1: you really humanise him. He was a real person and you really feel his journey and his emotions and his angst and his anger and his betrayal and all those things, watching the film. You're
2: saying all the right things. No,
1: thanks! <laughs> <laughs> but was it easy to to work out, because, you know, there's a big story there to tell over a long period of time, and to work out the time frame of of which part of him you wanted to tell, was that easy to come...
2: No, it wasn't. That's part of the reason why the six years was, you know, it took that long, because you know, the, the, the tendency is, is, is to start early and to end, end late. And in fact... The reality is that Robert n- didn't get to have his kingdom recognised by the Pope, which is a big important yeah. thing, and by the, by the English king as well, um, uh, uh, and, until very near his death. You know, so it took an enormous amount of time. And then, and then, of course, there's the Battle of Bannockburn, which is which is very famous. Yeah. But all the way through, I had this idea in my head that the the, 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 the period between William Wallace's death in 1305 and and the Battle of Bannockburn in 1307, which is really concentrated where where Robert Sees the, the 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 frustration of of the people and anger at, at the brutality of what happened to Wallace and 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 thinks well something else must be done. Mm. He tries to form an alliance with his arch rival John Common. that goes wrong and he ends up murdering him in the church. So he's outlawed, uh, excommunicated, and and then the, the Church of Scotland go God we 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 have to you know, take advantage of the one person who's left who could be our king. Yeah. And so they they hastily arrange a coronation. He he does all that. Uh, and then, w- within days, is, is roundly defeated in a surprise attack at the, at the Battle of Methven, and, and 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 is sent running with very very few people left out to the to the outer isles. Yeah. And and it is basically a, a spent force. And then from that, discovers that his wife and daughter have been captured, his brother's been hung, drawn and quartered, mm. and pulls himself back to try and gather enough strength to, to start a guerrilla campaign and, and, and push him back until uh, eventually he, he, he brings a, a, an open battle to to the force so i've given the whole story with um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but that, that these are events that actually yeah. happened and, and so that, so that history is a gift in that period and so so it, uh, you know after lots of thinking about it lots of worried about what he did in, in in the sort of early parts of the wars of independence i just threw away the front Condense a lot of prehistory into the beginning of this. We've got an opening scene in the film which yeah. lasts for eight minutes uh, as a single take, and, and 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 then just got on with that period of a year, um, uh, and that's that. That was how we found a way through it. And I, you know, we've been trying to be really faithful to the history, but also tried to make an entertaining movie.
1: Where did you? start when you were thinking about the the music for this because music was a big part of their world you know in terms of that you know there wasn't much entertainment around and music was very much part of that both in terms of your, your working families or, or whatever but also within the church and the religion side of things as well it was very much a strong part of that where did you start and come into the music and how you wanted to cover
2: well, it? Well, the, the the first thing I thought about it is, as you say, everyone would have been singing, everyone would have been making their own music because you know there's no recorded music for obvious reason, and 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 the human sort of spirit is to always make music, and so I, I was thinking things like contemporary Africa where everyone is everyone just sort of yeah. spontaneously you know Stories drumming and singing well. and and and, and, for, and forming you know musical rhythms and things. And, and so the idea was to have diegetic, you know, like in-camera music in camera music in pretty much every scene. And I, I worked with a, um, a guy called Jim Sutherland, who, who I, I actually did a music video for many years ago. But, <laughs> um, uh, and him and I kind of tried to gather a collection of, of of music that would have been contemporary at the time, yeah, with a little bit of of, of folk music that that where you can't quite tell what century but uh, you know but just kind of trying to kind of get a sense of this choral music and they're, and, and there's singing and there's pipes you know, one of the weird things is that the, the Scottish bagpipes didn't exist at the time, in fact, there were English bagpipes, very you know a, 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 a very simple English bagpipe, yeah. but they were not Scottish bagpipes but there were the thing called the triple pipes. Where someone's blowing three pipes at the same time, and you have a drone, and, mm-hmm. it, and so musically it sounds the same. It doesn't look the same. Yeah. So we we pl- we played with that, and we had we had you know music in, you know in a low, you see in the credits a number of musicians there are singing Gaelic songs, yeah. and, and it was really important f- f- for me to do that. Ironically, when we f- did the very first cut of the film, it became clear that the, it was overwhelming that. So we did we dialed some of that back a little bit.
3: Okay. <laughs> that new-
2: There, you know, there, there was always going to be a, you know, that presence of that thing and then the other idea was to have, have, have score uh, a bit, little bit more abstract mm-hmm. a little you know, sometimes a little, you know, fat cinematic music, sometimes just spacious music that uh, was that was going to, was going to not, uh, not sound too contemporary but definitely not sound medieval and, 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 yeah. and, and, and the simple sort of phrases of uh, medieval music. So with that I worked with uh, with Tony Dugan, I worked with him on start up. Uh, yeah. And Tony's produced a lot of great Scottish bands, and yeah. uh, uh, and him and I kind of got together and took what we did on start up on, on a much much larger scale and collaborated with, with loads of musicians, had, had uh, um, orchestras involved. And uh, Tony's a genius, and, 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 and you know uh, uh, it was great just to kind of be able to work with him to to push the music in certain directions, put it back, and, and just play with the material.
1: It was really clever because there's a couple of scenes that really that really stayed in my head with regards to the music and the singing and there's what the Florence when she's singing on the steps, you know, and he kind of goes, what's the what's what's that song, you know, so like kind of you know as you would do now in terms of, and I and I mean talk about the casting, it's so perfect and Florence is just the relationship between those two and. I know when I was reading that you you know the one thing that you love to do is to you know the script is not sacred for your cast it's a, it's a starting point and mm-hmm. you really want to give them that opportunity that you know they own those characters and they you know it's, it's up to them to kind of try and pursue them and you really see that relationship
2: well the great thing is about that I mean you know history is Robert had an arranged marriage with king edward's goddaughter you <laughs> yeah. know and and it turned out that they, they they fell for each other they they were cruelly kind of ripped apart yeah. and she was captured and, and and spent many many years in captivity you know down south and then when she was released, she went back and they and they had a family and kind of lived happily ever after and that and so that romantic arc is is sort of true history, which is great you know yeah. and Florence and Chris were great together oh, and, yeah. and it, you know it's such a you know a male film, a pretty brutal film in in many ways, but somehow or other that, that you know what Florence brings to it and what Florence and Chris bring to it as, as uh, Robert and Elizabeth is it, it, a, a totally different shade and it, it, it works really well, I think, in the yeah. balance of the movie.
1: But it's a beautiful scene where she's just sat on the steps singing Seeing Bonnie at Morn, yeah. yeah that's it's that's gorgeous. That's
4: it. yeah, yeah. The sheep's in the meadow
3: And the car is in the corn Thou's overlying in thy bed Bonnie at morn, can at need, Bonnie at morn, thou's all a-langin' in thy bed,
4: Bonnie at morn.
1: And then on the on the islands as well, and and I love as well this because like you say it's quite you know it's it's a male film it's, it was the time and was, what it was going to be. but the women had really important roles and they were really you know when you see him return to the island and she comes up and she belts one yeah. guy's brilliant you said two weeks or whatever and and then you have this this beautiful scene of these women sitting singing you know a kind of a folk song or a local song and those those moments are beautiful but they also they kind of show you the power of the women in those situations as well I think. Yes,
2: I mean, uh, obviously, you know, you know, the the men, are, you know, doing the fighting and all yeah. that. But uh, you know, the, the, it's it's a it's a culture uh, where everyone's got a place, and, uh, and 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 the singing scene. We had a, a scene in uh, that unfortunately was cut, where you know, behind the scenes at the wedding and and, and all the staff all preparing stuff again, singing these amazing kind of garlic yeah. songs, and uh, it just. The, Attempt to try and depict medieval life, and the idea you have toil songs that 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 that, that basically you know, keep me going through hanging <laughs> seaweed or or you know drying fish or doing whatever you're yeah. doing to survive through the the winter, you know. And and, yeah. and I think I mean that, that tradition, I mean, it still exists in Gallic culture, you know what I mean? And 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 it had you know sort of uninterrupted for for a long time. But you know, obviously, the twentieth century and recorded music, you know, has, has has changed that thing. But up until then, you know, within Communities, people yeah. were singing their own songs and and yeah. and, and, and you know ballads of uh, of stories that that were you know meaningful to them and and, and tunes and rhythms that you know there's a, there's a uh, hey titty tatty which the the Scots are singing uh, you, you know. Became the tune to Scots for Hay, and and, and <laughs> you know what I mean. And these things, these things kind of evolve, and, yeah. and it's really amazing to think of these roots kind of going back there, and we people singing versions of these songs
1: actually at that time that have lasted hundreds yeah.
4: of years. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs>
1: With the religious side of stuff, which there's something incredibly hypnotic, I think about music particularly you know from, from hundreds of years ago around religion and, and there's some wonderful scenes that are you know within the church of various ceremonies and stuff. How did you approach that? Is there is it better recorded, not in terms of physically recorded, but, you know, kind of documented with that type of music and what was around? I mean, I the... you
2: do have an idea of, of what these masses were and things like that. Yeah. It is better. We, you know, we had some advisors that were helping us with with, with the wording and, and, and the, you know, the, the Jim, Jim was taking that music. You're, pretty, you're probably interpreting a little bit, but, uh, you know, for, but you're trying to get the impression yeah. of, uh, of what's there. The church back then is these amazing cathedrals that would, you know, I mean, we were filming in Glasgow Cathedral where Robert himself actually yeah. was, where Bishop Bishop you know yeah. and, and, and you know, these buildings they took a hundred years to build they, 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 you know in a prominent place you walk in there with all this stained glass and all this incense and and and, and you, you kind of think you arrived in heaven you're hearing this incredible celestial music and and, and it's like you know you, you come from the muddy fields and you're and you're coming to this you know as, as an expression of uh, uh, of something otherworldly yeah. these things must have been amazing Our vision is obviously polluted by all these other things for us, but for for, for somebody whose horizons were 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 limited to to what they had in front of them and what they were growing and what they were experiencing, to walk into a big cathedral and to and and to hear those sounds and to see that architecture must just have blown your mind.
1: that I wanted to, to speak about which I think is brilliant in terms of like when you work talk about working with with Tony and there's a there's it's when they're on the boat and you're talking about getting revenge and it's it's this really subtle you have to almost kind of really pay attention slight electronic piece but it's so powerful it really works I, I think amazingly well
2: it's interesting because we're trying not to're trying not to kind of like take the world you're know, into a different place and with anachronistic music but there is quite a lot of electronic music yeah. in there and that uh, so yeah, there are some pulses in there. We we had this amazing thing where we we went to these tanks in Inch and down, which is you know, up near Invergordon, mm-hmm. and they and they, they were Second World War oil tanks. And you walk down these really long corridors, and you, and then you, then you, you have to slide through a uh, an eighteen inch pipe, and you're in this chamber. It's, it's a big concrete chamber, and it has the longest natural reverb that anyone seems to have ever. Encountered it's a two plus minute reverb, wow. uh, and, and we went there with with, with a couple of musicians. Uh, there's a lovely musician called Lucy Treacher, who we discovered on YouTube, she'd gone in there before and she played the nickel harper and did some singing. Uh, and Greg Lawson does a violin, and we, did, and we did some sort of call and response stuff with Lucy one end of this ch- enormous ch- I mean, it's huge, this, this chamber, wow. um, and, and we had multiple microphones, and so this stuff's kind of like echoing around. And so, I mean, I, I, th- I think we should try and put a five-one version out of, of some of these things because they are incredibly trippy. They're really, really amazing and, and, and obviously entirely acoustic.
1: What an amazing length to go to though in terms of design for your film
2: it was a little pilgrimage, and it kind of felt like a really interesting thing to do yeah. and I, you know it 's there embedded in all sorts of other things in the film, and you know oddly enough, you know a two and a half minute reverb means you know for, in a two hour movie you don 't you can 't be playing with that too much so it, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know, but it 's definitely there and it was it was one of the first things we did, and it felt like it was the beginning of the adventure that Tony and I went on and uh, uh, and so uh, as well as it being what it, what it produced it that just the, the, the idea of sort of sliding through a pipe and breathing these oil fumes and all those kind of things was uh, that was something to to think about.
1: important for you to be part of that process, and not just kind of go, okay, go and do your thing. You know, I guess, I guess Warren and and Nick, that was been more that type of process for Hello High Water. But yeah. you along along the way, in, in a number of your films, you've been very, you know, you've released the record, you've got that kind of thing where you've been fully involved
2: in it? I mean with, with Hell High Water we you know, we selected the tracks so we did the kind of jukebox element and, yeah. uh, and Nick and Warren you know did, did, did the score element uh, but I was I sat with them in in the room for some of it and mm. uh, you know I really love working with them it's great the important thing for me this time was that it was the music is hundred percent recorded in Scotland and so that was kind of that was that was the, the sort of the, the, the genesis of the, uh, 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 of the yeah. thing and uh, in some ways film scores if you're not careful they can start becoming too musical yeah. And, and I think it's really important for somebody. I mean, I'm not musical, I love music, but I'm not, you know, you know to, somebody to kind of pull it down to earth and to, and to make it spacious and to, and, and, to, and to stop the melodies overriding and to let things breathe in their own right. And, and so, in a way, that's that's p- part of my kind of influence on what's going on. And, music, yeah. you know, and so, yeah, it is important. And I'm really glad to have had the chance to do it on on, on a really big scale. Yesterday we had to select some music for the red carpet, and uh, so we, we put like eight tracks of the film in there, and, and, and there's a huge variety of stuff. And you know, Ed, of course, it ends with uh, Catherine Joseph's amazing renderings of two of the great Scottish songs. Yeah. Um, I was like, I, I, I emailed her and said, "This is amazing. You know, we, 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 it's quite an achievement what we've done." And, and he was going, "I know. You know, it's great." Did you, know?
1: did you film any of that, of kind of you know, of in the Catherine tankard sessions. and all that kind of thing, in Catherine sessions and all that kind of stuff?
2: I, I, I tried to shoot a little bit of stuff in the tank, yeah. but it was it was black, pitch black. So it, well, you know, there's some abstract stuff, you know. We didn't shoot Catherine doing her recording. She Next did. time
1: you have to the making of this is <laughs> yeah. Game.
2: One one take kind of uh, no. extraordinary kind of you know raw performance. It's just incredible.
1: What conversation did you have with her prior to that? Did you did you kind of set Tony out? Tony knows her.
2: It's, it okay. that was all Tony. Started, you know. <laughs> and, but just the choice of the choice of, 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 of doing Scott Sway and "The Land of Lille with her incredible voice and and and. You know, not putting any embellishment on there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really, you know, it, it's uh, not many people see it to the credits in the movie, but uh, you know, if, if if you do, and I hope I'm everyone does in, in Edinburgh on uh, on Friday. To, you know, you know, it's because it's a really beautiful rendition of those two songs. Yes,
3: yeah. God's yeah. why we Wallace blood, blues has often Welcome to your gory bed or to victory. Now's the day, and now's the hour. See the front of battle, see approach, proud Edward's power.
1: you um i mean the battle scene uh towards the end of the film is 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 brutal and it's so immersive it's you know you're you're there you're kind of dodging almost as, you can, as people and things are flying past you and stuff how did you shoot that i'm so intrigued as to how you shot that but then also you know when you're putting it together how are you deciding how you sound that scene as well
2: well you're putting putting it together to shoot was, was you're know, working with a stunt team, and the horse team, trying to kind of break it up into into the biggest chunks you possibly can. You know, obviously you, you, you have to be safe, so you, so you, you're not wanting to have more than one or two falling horses per per thing, and yeah, and, and uh, so it, but it, but but always what I'd be saying to. The guys is, is i don't really want to tell the story in the cuts where i can avoid it i want to, i want the shots to last longer than they should do in conventional kind of action things mm-hmm. so you're seeing progression obviously we cut sometimes we are cutting it up but but so you're, you're trying to kind of create the biggest chunks possible and trying to create as much depth in the background as possible we only had a week of main unit stuff on on, on the battle so all the stuff with it with the actors and was all done in that period of time which was wow. quite condensed It it was november or Oosh. late no late october actually um, and, and and the sun was kind of, you know getting it, lower and lower and the weather was intermittent but mostly on our side yeah. uh, and 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 it, you know, it, you know it, it, there, there were moments where i thought we're never going to get this done and then and then there were moments where you know we just like, clarified and, yeah. you know and, and and went into place in terms of the, the sort of sound of the battle he needed something because there's so much clamour. You know, he needed something to kind of that, that, that would build and, and 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 poke through and then disappear again and poke through and disappear again and 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 and, and cohere the whole thing. And then there's a moment where 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 you know, Chris. Robert falls on the, on the on the ground, and there's a sort of danger moment, and, and we drop everything apart from the you know the, the, the high high end stuff, and, yeah. and then it kicks back in again, and, yeah. and so it's, it's about hearing it, and then then at the end of it, it's about trying to you know be quite emotional with the uh, you know the sort of aftermath of battle and 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 what what that means.
4: Mm-hmm. Wait till my word!
1: specific about the locations and things and a lot of the locations were true locations as to his journey and his story and stuff, was that really important to you too and why was that?
2: Well I mean it's important to try and Know, if you're doing a historical drama that you're trying to make an effort to be as honest as you can yeah. to, to medieval life a, a, and to the historical events then it's important to try and get as close as you can um, there you know also you have a logistical jigsaw puzzle that you've got to fit together you know the the battle scenes we shot 20 minutes outside Glasgow because it was better to get there <laughs> yeah. you know, and and and, and, yeah. and and it's it's a jigsaw puzzle and, mm-hmm. but but trying trying to get the you know as much of the, the real things as possible we, you know we, we filmed in Firmland, which is which, where Robert's, we'd think his body, bones are, and, yeah. uh, 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 um, and uh, his
1: heart's somewhere else. Apart his him, heart's in
2: Melbourne, yeah. yeah, that's a, That's yeah. another amazing story. Is, is you know after he, you know, on his deathbed, he he'd still not been forgiven. Scotland had been recognised by the Pope, but he had not personally had his excommunication fully re-communicated yeah. or whatever and he so he felt he had, you know he was still really kind of cut up by by the kind of sacrilege of killing John Common in the church and he, so he asked James Douglas to take his heart with him to the Holy Land to, to try and you know get penance and uh, um, forgiveness and uh, James was on the way to the Holy Land and uh, stopped in spain and uh and, and the spanish uh were, were were fighting the moors and uh, um they asked him to, to to help out and and he fell into a kind of classic trap there's a few people on 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 the hill and he mm. ran after them and came over the hill and there was a whole army and uh, and he was killed carrying robert's heart oh in, a, in a place called tabor near, near malaga Wow, um, which is which is really interesting. We found ourselves making a little pilgrimage there, which is pretty interesting. Anyway, that's a sidetrack. track.
1: It's, it's, that's the sequel.
2: The James Douglas <laughs> story is pretty interesting because he just go. He's just a lunatic. Oh my he god! He just carries on, carries on being. A, like you know, doing raids and uh, yeah. you know, just just fighting, fighting, fighting.
1: Well, these are the great characters that I mean. You don't, you know, kind of like it's it's a bit like the supporting actor roles in films, isn't it? Everybody draws their attention to the to the leading men and ladies sort of thing, and these characters that you see behind Robert and stuff were were so important to his journey and what sure. he did. And and Aaron in that role is just phenomenal. He's
2: great. Oh, he's, he's great. so great. He really throws himself into it, and the oh, relish and the kind with, of the yeah, power and that. But and also the thing is, because Robert's a contemplative man. And and he's dealing with problems, and he's got you know he you know he, he he's wrestling with things. And Aaron's character, James Douglas, the Black Douglas, is 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 uh, you know he he's just on a revenge mission in a way, and and so he's allowed to express some of the kind of pure rage mm-hmm. and uh, and you know fury that uh, uh, that Robert in a way is not allowed to. So they, it works as a really interesting foil, yeah. I think.
1: I remember being at school and having real problems in kind of connecting with when we were studying Shakespeare. And it was only after seeing Polanski's Macbeth that I was like, ah, okay, Okay, now I'm interested. Now uh, I get the language and now I want to know more. And I really think that this film should be part of syllabus for kids at school who are either into history or aren't because it's so connecting and I think it's just a story told so well that it'll go, ah, all right. I just think it's, it's had that same effect on me that it did when I saw
2: i mean nothing would be you know, give me greater pleasure than the idea of this film having a life that, that would continue and 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 you know if, if it's something that people you know it's a little bit made maybe too violent to show young people but yeah. if, 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 if 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 it's something that could can, can continue to have a life in a syllabus or something that'd be fantastic be amazing, i'd, be, I, I'd be really really you know i would feel like it was a, a you know a, 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 a great conclusion to it
1: yeah know? I read as well that i mean i've not seen this film and i'd love you to kind of tell me if this is true and, and what what this film needs, but uh, Tarkovsky's film has been a big inspiration. Uh, Andrei Rublev, is that right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, what, what is it about that film, and, and why has that been something that's that's? Inspired? Well, it's, it
2: is one of the most extraordinary films ever made, and it, it's a very long kind of picaresque journey about about the the icon painter Andrei Rublev and and his experiences, almost sort of you know, wandering through Russia while historic events are happening. What it does. Uh, with some incredible you know some amazing long takes in that which Tarkovsky famous for but 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 this incredible sense of 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 the 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 mud and the reality and 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 the brutality of medieval life in a mm. way that no other film has ever done i've seen it many 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 times but uh, uh you know I, I guess in my 20s and and, and thought I w- I want to do a Scottish film that you know because all those sort of night medieval movies were all kind of rather clean and colorful and 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 uh, didn't really kind of ever ever go that yeah. that that um intent or, or sense of sense of poetic reality and and you know it's an extraordinary film it's a lot it's a slow burn it's a, it's, it's quite hard work but uh, you know I as a film lover I, I know you'd love it I mean I really really could it. not recommend it more highly
1: and and, and also just because of um we just kind of reading about the score and stuff as well, and um, is it of? I can't even say his name now. Oh, yeah. Of Chinnikov, is that <laughs> okay, it? Of Chinnico- really some oh, something yeah. like that. Yeah. But this kind of marriage of these two, you know, these creative worlds and, and what they've created with this film. So I'm it's gonna. It's
2: a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's one of the best ever.
1: Amazing. I'm gonna go and watch it. Also, Chris Pine's accent. Absolutely spot on. <laughs> it was amazing. Well, he's he's absolutely. I think it might be the best ac- Scottish accent of a non Scottish person I've ever heard.
2: Oh, that's really great to hear. Well, we'll pass that on to him because I, it doesn't you know, sound like he, him. There's no well,
1: there's no there's no kind of element of Chris Pine in that at all. It's so great.
2: He worked really hard on it, and it was really important to him. the 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 irony, of course, is that 700 years ago they wouldn't have spoken anything like that. Anyway, (laughs) and 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 they would have all been probably speaking French and Gallic, you know. So, and and and, kind of ancient English and Scots, you know. So, you know, obviously for the sake of uh, of of accessibility, (laughs) what we have is uh, is what we have. Oh well, he
1: nailed it. Um, What's next?
2: I'm I'm one of those people that can't really start thinking about the next thing until the last one's over. Mm. So, uh, you know, I got ideas but i i, I just don't, i don't really want to have to yeah go there yet so i want to just chill out hang and out with my family and uh, relish and, and in uh, the just sort of get a sense of uh, of, of where where mm-hmm. the, the sort of urge wants to wants to go you
1: know well thank you for this because it's absolutely brilliant it's great to chat to you again
2: thank you it's great you know, really to great you. chat to you and uh, um, really enjoy this show
1: thank <laughs> you From the score to The Outlaw King that's Coronation by Tony Dugan running off this latest episode of Soundtracking with director David McKenzie who also has a credit on the film's music. My huge thanks to David for taking the time to talk to us a second time round. The Outlaw King is available on Netflix now and is a wonderful visceral piece of cinema. Before we go, you might have heard us over the last couple of weeks talking about an exciting new partnership we have with legendary guitar makers Fender to celebrate the launch of their Player Series, a brand new line of electric guitars and basses. Now this could be the perfect opportunity to take your guitar playing to the next level. The Player Series is a range that has the signature sound and classic look of Fender, but with new technology, features and colours to handle any style of music. And the best news, you can win your choice of a Fender Player Series guitar or bass just by being a soundtracking listener. All you've got to do is tell us your favourite piece of music in a film that features a guitar. Wayne's World? Rye Cooder's slide guitar on the score for Paris, Texas? Thomas Newman's wonderful work on American Beauty? Ultimately, it's totally up to you. So get thinking and you could be the proud owner of a new guitar or bass From the fender player series but do hurry because entries close midday friday the 30th of november now to enter it is simple just email us your suggestions to fender at audioboom and to find out more head to audioboom.com forward slash about forward slash competition t and c's where you can find all the t's and c's to celebrate the winning entries we will be releasing a fender player series in association with soundtracking special on the 12th of december where myself and some music specialists will be discussing your entries so get thinking and send us your suggestions to fender at audioboom.com fender player series often imitated never duplicated next up I am beyond excited to finally share this episode with you. We have in the same room the director and the composer of Mission Impossible Fallout, Christopher McQuarrie and Lorne Balfe. I very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then.